All right, all right, day 286. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so today is the first day of one of the prison epistles, right? So today uh, we are walking through the book of Colossians, and Colossians is a letter that Paul wrote from prison. My man Paul was hemmed up for preaching the gospel. You feel what I'm saying? And um, basically, he's writing to these Christians at this uh, ancient city called Colossae, and they were being pressured by the surrounding culture, as far as we can tell, um, not necessarily to reject or leave or abandon faith in the Messiah Jesus, but to add to the faith in the Messiah Jesus by supplementing it, listen, with Greco-Roman pagan ascetic uh, religions and philosophies and alternate Jewish philosophies or ways of life as well. In other words, it was a type of syncretism, right? Syncretism basically just means um, where you where you take uh, different religions and faiths, the parts of it you like, and you kind of bring them together uh, to make your own religion and faith that you actually like, right? There, there, there was a lot of this going on, and it's a lot of this that goes on today. <laughs> um, but it was being pursued, and, and, and the pursuit of this uh, promise uh, a type of growth or a type of pathway for these Christians to experience a deeper spirituality and paul is like no (laughs) like he's like he's like no 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 no. like that's not it he's like christ is actually sufficient christ is supreme not only is christ supreme he's supreme over everything that exists all of these human traditions and man-made religions and philosophies but he's actually sufficient right to do the things that they never could do for you right and so jesus or for paul jesus he's saying that jesus plus nothing equals everything i love how he starts off right after right but after uh giving his typical greeting he commends the three uh he commends these colossians first off he butters them up he's like no 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 like let me just commend you for uh these virtues right he he talks about the traditional pauline virtues of faith hope and love and these are present among these believers right he he's thanking god for them he's praying for them in this letter and then he goes on and notice how he switches in chapter one to thanking thanking god for them to interceding for them he says we are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding why so that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing to them how to him bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. Paul is very particular. I love it because Paul is very particular, precise, and specific with his language. Knowledge is to be of his will. We should be strengthened by his power. We are to grow in knowledge of him. We are walk. We are to um have the, the, the wisdom and spiritual understanding of him. We are to walk fully pleasing to him paul is already hitting hinting excuse me uh at the fact that he is laying out for these christians a god-centered wisdom rather than a man-centered human philosophy right one pales in comparison to the other and he is saying that this is spiritual and <laughs> notice what he says he says that it comes from someone outside of ourselves and he is just kind of laying the foundation before he actually attacks the philosophy head on in chapter too. And he combats this opposing worldview also by highlighting the, uh, the power of their own. Right. This 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 that 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 at the end of the day, like this uh, worldview, the Christianity, right, the worldview that we believe, he says this actually has the ability to change people. Right. And it actually has the ability to help people walk worthy of God. Right. And to actually dwell with God 
as well. In other words, this deep spiritual walk in communion with Christ uh, leads to things such as endurance, patience, and gratitude. It's funny because um, many uh, cultural commentators, Christians, uh, often say that um, the idolatry of this age is the idolatry of ID ideology right and an ideology is simply a, a system or way of thinking about things that helps you make sense of a phenomenon in the world or of the world itself right and so i, I find this uh, letter from paul very very apropos right like it is very timely for us and uh the, the funny thing about the the various ideologies that are offered us and i'm kind of getting ahead of myself is that they usually don't create different kinds of people Right? They don't create people who are patient. They don't pe create people who are gracious and grateful and endure. Right. And Paul is saying, like, we have something that uh, does that, but also does so much more than that. And, and he'll get into that as well in this book. But he, he, he changes a little bit and, 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 he, and he says, no, 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 like this change and these insights, these spiritual insights that that, that, that come from God that are that are that are into the, 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 the divine. Right. Are rooted in something called redemption. Right. Which he talks about as in this text, at least realm transferal. He says you you have been brought out of right the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the son he loves. It's so Exodus It's like dripping with Exodus language. Right. How they were brought out of slavery and brought into the land. That is still Paul's metaphor. That's his uh, plausibility structure, if you will, for how he talks about what the Messiah Jesus did. Right. Um, and in this kingdom that Jesus offers us is one of light and one of love and of forgiveness. And he moves from there to the climax of the chapter, uh, to this poem uh, through which uh, many have many scholars have said the entire book revolves around. Look what he says in Colossians 1, 15 through 20. He says he is talking about Jesus, the image of the invisible God, the first one over all creation for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominion, dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and by him, all things hold together. He is also the head of the body. This is good. The church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross there's so much in that joint I can't even unpack it but according to Paul he says Jesus is the head over both creation and the new creation and he 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 pre-existed before creation right and and this is again a slight jab at these human uh, uh, uh traditions and self-made religion that he's going to critique um but Jesus He's saying is the head over both the creation, both creation and the new creation. And he rules as king over all. Um, and he does this through his crucifixion and his resurrection. Right. Check this by reconciling the universe to himself. In other words, Paul says we must remember Jesus's place in the cosmological order. Right. We must remember his place in the 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 the, the um the narrative of the. The, the universe that his that his redemption that his work is cosmic right um and in, and in verse verse 18 it's so key and, how, and so subtle how he gets to this uh he says um he mentions that he is not just head or ruler of the universe right he says he is the head of the church and it's so good because it seems like a a slight like interjection like why would he even bring that up in other words he says we as his body 
share in his majesty and reign. So do you see what Paul is doing? It's so good. He says to place alternate spiritualities, to, pl to place alternate ideologies, to, to, to place alternate political philosophies on top of our own or on par with our Christianity is to functionally dethrone the Lord of the universe and to forget his place in it and ours as well. And Paul is just setting us up, man. He's he he's setting us up for how grand this story is, right? And how no other worldview can com can compare, right? There's there's no more compelling, glorious, comprehensive, sophisticated story uh, than what is found in the narrative story of the message about the Christ, right? He is supreme, and to add anything to this uh, Messiah and to the message that is about him is to take away from it and to alter to it and to alter it and make it something else all together paul's ministry is about presenting believers mature believers mature believers in the messiah before god right to the whole world right that's his ministry and he wants that for us and so in chapter two he moves he says i want their hearts to be encouraged talking about the church and join together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery Christ. So in other words, he says there's something about actually dwelling with other believers in love that actually helps us gain greater insight into who Christ is. In him, talking about Jesus, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I'm saying this so that, I love this, no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. Now, Paul is getting to the, to the crux of things. In other words, Paul is saying that these philosophies that are going, that are that are springing up around you are heresy. Yes, but they sound persuasive. <laughs> he says, he says they sound reasonable. He says, in other words, he says, no, no, no. Like, if you're not careful, you will think they actually, no, 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 it makes sense. You will see them as alluring Right. And it's funny because we are not led astray by ways of thinking and philosophies that don't at least seem for whatever reason to be compelling. Paul says they sound reasonable. He says they are persuasive. <coughs> and what's funny <clears throat> is that, um, you know, false ideologies and heresy and and, 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 and uh, uh, false doctrine, all those sorts of things usually have hints of truth in them right that's the tough part they usually are half true they have something in them that is actually good and worth clinging to but the problem is is that uh many make half truths or uh 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 uh, uh insights total truths or or all encompassing insights right and and it's funny because uh, i heard one pastor say that the heresy false teaching about jesus christianity or the world that that that, that can deceive believers i heard one, one pastor say that um heresy is like rat poison right if you know anything about rat poison you probably don't it's actually probably a good thing because it means you don't have rats but um rat poison is one percent uh or it's 99 percent food and it's one percent poison right it's one percent poison 99% food and 1% poison. So in other words, there's a ton in it <laughs> that's good, but there's enough in it uh, to taint it and make it dangerous. Paul says, don't be deceived by these things that sound 
reasonable. And I love it because he doesn't leave us out to dry. He comes back down to eight and says, be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit. But before that, he says, so then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. He says, you received Jesus as Lord. Stay close to him. No, no, no. Live into your union with Christ. Commune with him. Right. This is how you stay rooted in Christ. And it's funny because I think it was um Don Carson who said that, uh you know, the New Testament knows nothing of a Christianity that is just content with being saved. Right. It's so funny because it's like that's so good and it's so real uh, because many of us have this uh, false notion that we just have to get saved and that's it. But Paul is saying, you know, like, you have to be aware <laughs> that someone doesn't take you away. Right. That you, so you have to have a daily walk with Christ an orientation and uh, an orientation of organizing your entire life. Listen, no, no. And organizing your entire life around knowing, loving and following Jesus and grateful for the gift and opportunity to do so. Right. Like that's what God wants for you. And, and that is what is going to keep you from being led astray by the idolatry of ideology. I love what he does at the end of chapter two or kind of in the middle and towards the end. He says, in other words, you're in Christ. And he gives one of the um, most in-depth analysis of what that actually means and how we are actually in Christ. So he says, no, no, you've been circumcised in him. You have died with him. You've been raised with him. You've been made alive with him him and his point is that our life has been engrafted and i said this before enfolded into the life of the messiah and this is one of the deepest and most profound truths in the universe right and this is something that we will uh continue to uh exhaust for the rest of eternity with god um but he's saying there's no deeper spirituality than this right like he's saying no, no like they're they're offering this alternate spirituality that's going to take you deeper and he's saying there's nothing actually deeper than this he's saying everything else is man-made <laughs> it's flea it's fake it's knockoff spirituality you dig what i'm saying like he's like no like this is the center of his attack on, on, on this philosophy. And he said, in a nutshell, everything that these different philosophies and ways of thinking promises, Christ actually provides. He says, the thing, the things that they promise, Christ actually provides. Some of us are tempted to place all of our faith and weight and trust in a political philosophy and ideology. But and, and, we, and we think that they are going to deliver us from our fears and delete and, and defeat ultimate evil on our behalf. But what Paul says is that in Colossians chapter 215, that the only one who was going to triumph over the the the, the powers and authorities, this is another word for the, the the spiritual darkness that that animates some of these ideologies that that um the enemy uses to deceive us. He's saying the only one that can defeat that kind of evil chief is the Messiah, fam. Like I'm just telling you, bro, I don't care. I don't care what you do. I don't care who you vote for. I don't right I don't I don't care who you align yourself with. It at the end of the day, chief, not saying that stuff doesn't matter. Don't hear me wrong. Right. I know how cats do. But 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 he's saying like at the end of the day, only one has triumphed over them. And it's and it's Christ. Right. So the deep blessings, the deep aches of our souls, fam, like are only found in one place. And he's saying you don't have to compromise like you 
don't. You really don't have to. You don't have to choose. Don't let the world tell you that you have to choose this or that. He's saying you have it. You have it with him. And and, and what I'm not saying is that all philosophy is bad. I love philosophy. I, I love uh, Greek philosophy. I love uh, 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 middle medieval philosophy. I love modern philosophy. Right. I love um, Jewish Christian. Like I, I love all. I love that stuff. Right. Not saying that, that there aren't redeemable things in, uh, in uh, shadows of God's cre uh, uh, common grace in a lot of that stuff. But what Paul is saying is to put any of that on par with Jesus, to think you need any of that to actually grow in Christ, right? Uh, apart from Christ or to demote Christ, right? Or on par with Christ, any of that. Paul is saying that is false, right? He's saying, um, he says, he says, we grow with growth from God, from him who is the head, right? Um, and so it's so good. So in Colossians three, he moves. I'm rambling a bit. In three, he moves. He says that um, the Christian life is done essentially uh, in a context against the ideologies of the day, but also against the forces of darkness, right? That Jesus has conquered, that animates these worldviews, and that um, we are to seek the things that are above. So, so, so notice how he keeps uh, kind of traversing these planes. He's talking about the things that are above, the things that are heavenly, the things that are from God, the things that are spiritual, and then the things that are man-made, the things that are the elements of this world, the things that are uh, of human tradition, all that kind of stuff. And he's saying, in light of our deep union with the Messiah, seek the things that are above, right? Where Christ is, when, when, when he appears, you will appear with him because you are so engrafted with him. Uh, he will, he, it's not about you going to be with him, it's about him coming to be with you, and that you will become like who you really are to be when you see him as he really is is so what he says he says put off the old man no 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 death and resurrection like the whole gospel the whole christian life is about death and resurrection right so he says put off the old man and put on the new right die and then rise <laughs> continue dying to the flesh and sin and depravity right and, and the putting on of the virtues and characteristics and qualities of the messiah is what paul is calling us to right he says god essentially makes us new creations so that we can live new lives, right? The gospel is this thing that creates a new community with a new moral vision, one that is not marked by lust and greed and anger and slander and lying and cheating, but one marked by love, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and peace in Christ. And he says, we, he says essentially, no, no, you're called to be an alternate society within society, right? Like you have to remember your distinctiveness. And I'm saying church today, don't forget your distinctiveness and he goes back to the end and he says no no like the lordship of jesus should transform every single thing about you guys right and you can't do this individually you have to do it community communally so all that man i'm good with the church i can do it on my own no he says it, it's impossible right i don't, I don't he only have room for that in this framework you feel what i'm saying he says communally and he ends talking about the family right and how we ought to do this not just in church on sunday but actually actually in the home monday through saturday and he finishes in chapter four <laughs> saying hello I'm, I'm missionally minded i'm still about that life keep praying for me that i can that a door will be open for me to preach the gospel this gospel that i'm in chains for i want to keep preaching it because this gospel is the only thing that can change the plight of humanity the only thing that god is interested in using to recreate the world remember jesus plus nothing equals everything let's pray god we ask that we will believe paul's words in this text that you are supreme and sufficient to do with us and provide for us the other uh the other the things that other worldviews promise it's in jesus name we pray amen